Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Tuesday with Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Superfly's family, all Michigan State fans, and they wore maize and blue gear last night and all sang Hail to the Victors in the driveway with fellow Michigan State fan neighbors. It was a tribute of solidarity. They even had some of their Mastiff dogs, which are, I don't know, 6'3", 290. I think they're bigger than my son Ace. But once you get to know them, they're playful. I, I walked with my hands in my pockets there on Thanksgiving Day. Just huge dogs. And they act like they're little, like, teacup poodles. Lay on your lap. You have to go to the doctor, get an adjustment. I'll play the audio of his family singing Hail to the Victors. All Michigan State fans. I'm getting misty-eyed thinking about that. We are talking about the Wolverines as your 2023 college football champions. We threw out our Honolulu maize and bloom. Huge questions of the day. Are the Wolverines the greatest one-year team in college football history? Because what they brought to the table and overcame wasn't just on the field, it was off the field. There's not a better storyline and finish ever for any college team anywhere. Ever. Their offensive line, defensive lines, the speed to the ball, things I talked about all last week. It got them by Saban and Alabama, and it got them by the mighty Washington Huskies where most people were betting Washington and taking the four and a half. It probably would have went over, but Michigan had capitalized when they had a shot, and you're like, okay, you're letting them hang around. But realistically, Washington never looked like they were threatening to make it a game. Maybe that overthrow by Penix Jr., but the pressure, bringing the heat on him, made him throw early. A lot of high throws. You didn't see Penix Jr. look like that all season long, and that was because of the Michigan defense. So we got our Honolulu Maize and Blue Huge Questions of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Greatest single one-year college football team of all time. That's one. Second question. That We can't say the 
there's no argument over the greatest single year Michigan team of all time. There's no debate on that. Do you think Harbaugh's gone? I do. Do you think J.J. McCarthy's gone? I I don't. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. I really don't. The only situation would be is that, and Rabel got canned by the Titans in Tennessee, is that if there's a job where Harbaugh knew he could guarantee get J.J., and I guess the closest thing to that might be working with Brady, who's now a small share owner of the Raiders, right? They don't have a quarterback. Got a good head coach. But I don't know if they're going to let him go. Pierce is the players are playing for him. It's interesting. And I think Vrabel will go coach the Patriots. I think that. There's even rumors that Tomlin might step away from the Steelers. Does that become a destination for Harbaugh? And you got Ben Johnson's name mentioned, like with Washington, McDonald, the former Michigan defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for the Ravens with Washington. Hmm. I'm, the obvious perfect fit seems to be San Diego. And Harbaugh has called J.J. the greatest of all time. But I don't, there's nothing out there right now that, where you say that's a Harbaugh job. But he seems really content. And maybe that's because, you know, if you don't take the NFL job, you got that monster deal waiting for you with Michigan. Oh, but the NCAA is going to come in. They're going to strip the victories. Yeah, I love some of these Ohio State burner accounts with the asterisk. Michigan national champions, an asterisk. Had a few Spartan fans do that, too. Oh, it's an asterisk. They're cheaters. Really? Okay. All right. So answer those Honolulu maize and blue huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Is Michigan the greatest single-year college football team of all time? I say yes based on off the field, on the field, Harbaugh suspensions, Connor Stallions, drama, and more. Big Ten, it was so much coming at them that they never lost focus. Is J.J. and or Harbaugh gone? Or both stay? What if they both stay and want to run it back with that monster schedule next year? Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com V. Michigan Insider is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm a little tired, brother, but uh, plowing through. What a night, huh? Yeah, for you, uh, an obvious perfect evening that they take care of business. Even when it was a close game, it didn't feel like a close game. Michigan left some points on the board. J.J., similar theme to Alabama. Uh, maybe too jacked up, wasn't sharp, but he found a way to make plays late to put the game away. The O-line was dominating. The defense was dominating. Uh, it, everything about this team all season long was showcased last night. Yeah, the fun part about it is the, the coping mechanisms from the fans, right, of other schools, the Michigan State fans, the Ohio State fans, the Astros, so on and so forth. I talked to Santa Ono last night on the field, Michigan president, and he goes, you know, that narrative has changed. So you don't hear it anymore on the shows. When you win that many games in a row, you pounded the hell out of Michigan State, right, the first game afterwards, and everybody thought, oh, going to be a distraction that game could have been 70 to nothing you go to penn state without your head coach you play ohio state without your head coach then you beat alabama in the rose bowl in washington and uh, and washington deserved to be there 
And one of the narratives I've heard is that, oh, they didn't have to play that team like Georgia or, you know, the outstanding team, the, the one team that nobody wants to play. Well, you know why? Because they were that team this year, Bill. What did they average 10 points a game against them, I think? That defense was outstanding. And as Jesse Minner said to me, Michigan's defensive coordinator in the locker room, he said, you know, he said, all week long, all I heard about was Washington's receivers and their quarterback. And I'm like, aren't you going to ask me about my guys? Because they're pretty damn good. And you saw that last night. The game plan's outstanding. He's going to be an NFL coordinator likely next year. He told me he loves Michigan. He says, it's not, I'm not going to talk about my future. All I'm going to do is be a reference for these kids going forward. But you want to talk about one happy locker room after everything they overcame. It was, uh, it was pretty remarkable. Yeah, how about the Menor defense? Uh, Robert Myers sent out this tweet mm-hmm. that I retweeted last night. Got Penn State's offensive coordinator fired, got OSU to turn on their QB, <laughs> held Heisman runner-up to 13 points, held 12 of 15 opponents under 20 points, held all opponents under 25 points, talking about the Michigan defense. Yeah, they didn't blitz much last night, and he knew what he had to do. You know, everybody – it was Don Brown was the exact opposite when he was defensive coordinator here. You know, he solved your problems with aggression – Sometimes there's a way to solve your problems by confusing people, and he mixed up his defenses better than everybody. All the guys said the same thing, though. When you talk about, oh, it was not what they did, it was what we did. Michael Penix last night, you know what, we we lost it, they didn't win it type of thing. Well, when you're getting pounded with a four-man front, and let's be honest, Kenneth Grant about killed him on one play, the big Michigan defensive tackle, and your defensive backs are, are – doing such a great job in coverage. It doesn't matter who they bring in here. They bring in a transfer from UMass, and Josh Wallace had a great game. Your, your MVP is a cornerback who's a sophomore playing against those receivers. An unbelievable interception to start the second half, and Will Johnson and Mike Sainris, what can you say about him? A former three-star wide receiver who goes to defensive back in his last two years and is an absolute stud. He'll go down as a Michigan legend, and I, I mean that. I mean, everybody... Did Chris's phone just die? It sounded like it, Brett. Call him back, please. I know the click when someone's phone dies, and he's down in Houston. You know he's been on that thing, charging it up left and right. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com will reconnect with him post-Michigan National Championship celebration. They had the press conference this morning. Also, Anthony Broom will join us before the end of the hour. From TheWolverine.com, John Borton, senior columnist, Doug Skeen, Texting me after the game, so happy to watch dominating performances by the Michigan O-line and D-line. Skeen does the podcast with Chris Ballas, the Michigan football podcast at thewolverine.com. Chris is back with us. Yeah, I I mentioned that um, Skeen, right after the game, said the lines were just amazing, both sides. Yeah, and that's where you're going to win football games. Remember... Everybody was so sick of Lloyd Carr football and man ball and everything. And when you play complimentary football like that, to me, there's no better football. When you are controlling the games up front and you've got teams going for fourth downs in the second quarter at midfield because they're going to get run out of a football game because they can't get movement up front and they can't stop your running game, there's no better football to me. And what Donovan Edwards was able to do early on in that game, they went to a duo scheme. They started vertically blocking a little bit more and letting the the running backs read the linebackers and a couple of the cuts that Edwards made. He wasn't real patient on the first one, uh, but it worked out. The second one, you could just see the vision and the speed. We've been waiting to see that all year. But uh, And think about this, Bill. They did it without Zach Zinner, their best offensive lineman. You put Trente Jones in there. Carson Barnhart goes back to right guard. And they had their best two games of the year, in my opinion, in the last two games of the year in terms of 
pass protection against Alabama and then running the ball against uh, against Washington last night. And I talked to those guys. I talked to Ladarius Henderson, who came here from Arizona State. He goes, you know, I played in the Pac-12 for a long time. And he said, I knew what uh, that they weren't prepared for what we were bringing. And he was absolutely right. Uh, they really cheated up some safeties in the second and third quarter. I didn't think Michigan adjusted as well. But they always seem to make plays, and McCarthy always seems to make plays when it's time to put the game away. And when you got a couple of backs like that, including Blake Corum, you're going to be able to move the ball on the ground. And uh, they, you know, they saved their best for last, Bill. You've got to give you credit. Chris Bales for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line from Houston. Uh, the morning and afternoon after Michigan celebrates as 2023 college football champions just Great work on both sides. Could have capitalized on some more points late second quarter. Uh, but a uh, win is a win and just get the W. Final game of the year. Uh, questions were asking the audience. And obviously they're the greatest one-year team in Michigan football history. But I took it a step further last night after thinking about it post game that based on what they went through on the field, off the field, looking at the quality wins they accumulated over the year, how they were complete on both sides of the ball, that this, in my mind, is the best single-season college football team I've ever seen. Yeah, when Paul Feinbaum is saying something similar, then you know that you're probably right. And what they had to overcome, and everybody say, oh, they're playing the victim here because they were cheating and so on and so forth. I don't think, I think it's unprecedented what they've been through this year in terms of the NCAA coming at them in season for two separate incidents, right? You've got this cheeseburger thing that costs them three games, which is absurd. And then you've got the sign gate deal. So that's six games that you don't have your head coach. You have to turn to your your offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, who will be a head coach soon enough. And uh, to win at Penn State and then to, to beat Ohio State, two, two top ten teams, uh, was remarkable. For them to be able to keep their focus and the, this group of veterans, uh, Trevor Keegan last night watching him on the field and talking to him after the game. He didn't want to take his uniform off, and you could just sense uh, it was kind of relief. Uh, it was almost, you know what, more a sense of, man, uh, did we really do this? In fact, that's exactly what J.J. McCarthy, when he came out of the locker room to go to the interview room, was saying in the tunnel. He said, man, we just won the natty. He was talking to himself, man, I think we just won the natty. And uh, talked to his dad on the field, said the same thing. It almost didn't feel real. So I'm with you, Bill, uh, what they've overcome and what they were able to accomplish with all that noise is pretty much unprecedented. You mentioned, Chris, that you're on the field post game, and Santa Ono, who's a huge sports fan, supporter of Harbaugh, president yeah. at the University of Michigan, did he say anything about the contract that's reportedly on the table? Yeah, he did. He said he's going to do whatever he can to keep Jim Harbaugh here, and he says, you know what, I will respect his decision, whatever. He said, I, I like him more as a man than I do as a coach and what he's done with his team and these kids. And he said, uh, if he does leave, then the Michigan tradition will go on and we will we will continue to pursue greatness. But uh, it's clear, uh, he, as I think I told you a couple of days ago or three or four days ago, he had lunch or breakfast with Jim Harbaugh a couple of weeks ago and to let him know exactly how badly he wanted him here. He has started really fundraising with Ward Manual. He's taken Ward Manual with him to these different places Again, with the biggest donors now, they are all on the same page. We wrote an article about this the other day. They raised about $4 million in four days, which was about half of their goal, which is what it's going to take to keep some of these kids here because there are other programs out there, Bill, and speaking to some of the guys at the Champion Circle Collective that are trying to poach 
the Michigan kids as they're getting ready for the championship game. Uh, can you believe that? Where's the NCAA now? You know, all you, you should make a phone call here, in my opinion, if you're these, some of these kids and say, hey, look, you know, one of these SEC teams or one of these future Big Ten teams is calling my kid and uh, trying to poach him here two days before the game. But no, I guess they got other things on their plate. But um, really fantastic, man. A, a great story. And I do believe that Jim Harbaugh will listen. And there are other teams out there. I'm not sure if it'll be the Chargers. Some people say they don't think that's going to be a fit, that they might not pay him enough money. But uh, in the end, you know, it's going to be up to him. I know he loves it here with his family. And, and we know his wife likes, likes Ann Arbor and loves Ann Arbor now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's interesting with the NIL money from the Under Armour game where the players are talking openly about how much money they're getting from schools to all this. And then you get Harbaugh and reportedly somebody with an iPhone uh, videotaping signs and a cheeseburger and it's a borderline military unit taking over Ann Arbor or a SWAT team uh, putting Harbaugh in handcuffs with the Big Ten. It's the biggest joke I've ever seen. And you know why they went after him? Because Harbaugh summed it up today in that championship press conference this morning that you were at in Houston where yep. he said uh, the players need to share in the revenue. And you can just do the easy math on why the NCAA, the Big Ten, uh, why they're going after uh, Harbaugh by he's the only coach openly calling for this. While the other coaches all get their seven, eight, nine, ten million per year, they don't care. Harbaugh does. And the NCAA and the Big Ten want him gone, and he stands right up to him. He wins the natty last night, and he says there needs to be a revenue share for the players. Yeah, and not only that, he said we're innocent. He said, number one, we don't care, we're innocent. Talking to Trevor Keegan, he said, I'm not in college anymore, so I'll come in, out and say it, I don't give a bleed. He said, and he said, you can quote me on that. And uh, it was fascinating, wasn't it, Harbaugh? Because when he was talking to his kids and he was talking about the revenue sharing at the press conference again this morning, he looked over to Will Johnson on his left and Blake Corum on his right, and he said, you know what, maybe you, you might have to unionize. So he brought up that word, and I can only imagine – the bristling that went on in the NCAA offices when he brought that up because it's only a matter of time, Bill, and we all know it, but uh, it's time for some of these other coaches to get on board too. So, But, yeah, all this whole sign-stealing stuff that everybody's still clutching their pearls about now, let's be honest, that narrative has been shot to hell after you go and you win six games like that in, in dominant fashion in some of them and you beat the best teams in the country. It's time to let that go, folks. And to wrap up our conversation, Harbaugh, when he stood on the podium last night after winning the national championship, talked about every single Michigan player they brought on a jumbo jet from Ann Arbor to Houston, 100 men, as he addressed them. And I'm looking at a photo from Janelle Kudzall and Bryson Kudzall, my son ace block for him last year at Eight of Forest Hills Eastern High School. He was a preferred walk-on this year. And there's Bryson on the stage holding the trophy, getting a snapshot. He's number 41. I don't know if he has a future plan for Michigan, but the year he experienced, the hard work he put in, as Harbaugh referenced, just like every other player, uh, year-round. And the way Harbaugh paid tribute to all 100 players uh, really summed up what I believe Harbaugh is all about when I saw that photo because I follow the Cudsall family on Facebook and they follow me and Bryson is a great dude, was one of the fastest kids in the state last year. I don't know if there's a future for him, but he worked hard, most importantly, uh, working on a degree 
as a freshman at Michigan, and who knows what the future will hold. I'll never count out that kid, but for Harbaugh to give those players and their families the same respect he gave J.J. Corum, Edwards, Keegan, and the big boys says what Michigan football is all about. Yeah, and Roman Wilson said the same thing, Michigan senior receiver, last week when I talked to him at the Rose Bowl, and I asked about NIL, and he said, yeah, I'm doing okay, but you know what? Some of these other guys, they're in the weight room with me at 6 a.m. I don't care if you're a walk-on or who you are. They deserve to get paid, too. They're doing every single thing I'm doing, and just because maybe they're not starting or they're not playing doesn't mean that they shouldn't get theirs as well. So things are changing, Bill. There's no question about it, but the most miraculous thing about it really is that a lot of these guys weren't getting what some of their counterparts at other schools were and they never complained they stayed together all they wanted to do was win for each other this was a throwback team joel clatt has said the same thing the fox analyst and when i talked to mentor last night in the locker room he said it is unbelievable he said you just don't see that anymore special teams like that he said this is the most special group of kids that i've ever been around players that i've ever been around and he'll be in nfl dc it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's an nfl head coach someday but uh, you know and even he said you know what i wanted to win this one for my dad he said going back to 1993 when he was coaching he said they kind of got robbed of a of a national championship at the school he was at and he said and uh, going into the year he said i didn't tell him but this was one that i really wanted to win for him and his dad was ends up being his linebackers coach. So these guys were so selfless. And you look at the, you talk to the coaches, you talk to the players, and you know the whole narrative about the cheating and all that crap. Uh, you know what? They they blown that thing to bits. Finally, uh, JJ McCarthy to me uh, hasn't looked ready for the NFL last couple of weeks, and that was the 94th ranked defense, and he uh-huh. just wasn't sharp. But he made plays when he had to, and I like the runs that helped Michigan put the game away. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. You mentioned the new collective and the millions raised to try and keep people like J.J. uh, in Ann Arbor. I would think he's coming back. I don't see him as a first-round pick, but I'm not an NFL scout. Yeah, and I think if Jim Harbaugh were to go somewhere where they were going to draft somebody, and I think he would draft J.J. McCarthy. I really do. Uh, I believe that. Now, two things about this. This is an average group of receivers, and I'm not – ripping on these kids, but if you look at some of the receivers around the country, if J.J. McCarthy had that group of receivers from Washington, for example, or Ohio State's receivers, this kid would probably be pretty phenomenal. Now, uh, a lot of the times there's just not the separation that you need. And, uh, the, you know, he's used the tight ends quite a bit because Colston Loveland is that guy that is uh, that can get that separation. But So I think he'll be better in that situation when he gets with better receivers, number one. But uh, number two, you know what? Uh, I agree with you in some instances here that um, he's not polished. He's not seeing the field like he would be with another year in the system. At the same time, if he were to go to the right place as a first-round pick, late in the first round or something like that, one of these places where he, they can ease him in uh, like they did with the, the kid at Green Bay following Aaron Rodgers and everything else, then then I think he would be successful. But the flat out, the guy just wins. And uh, people like winners, and I think he's lost, what, Three games, I think, in his entire career going back to high school. That's pretty remarkable. Is Harbaugh gone? Because I agree with you. If Harbaugh gets to a spot where he'd have an extra first-round pick or could trade up and give up something to get J.J., he would do it. Is Harbaugh, was that his last game last night as a Michigan head coach? It is hard to say. I don't think that there is one. I think the Chargers aren't a good fit, according to somebody I talked to, because of what they want to pay and what Jim Harbaugh wants, and that's really not the type of owner that would generally take a a shot on a guy like Jim Harbaugh, but there are going to be other jobs opening up, like you mentioned. And at this point, Jim Harbaugh has proven himself to be 
one of the best coaches in the history of football. And that's not overstating it. If you look at what he's accomplished in the NFL at the collegiate level, and now he's a national champion, you'd be foolish not to hire him or at least try to hire him. It doesn't make any sense other than the fact that he's been blackballed probably by the San Francisco organization, and, and he's tough to work with. There's no question about it. But if you want to win, you're going to take a chance on Jim Harbaugh, and I think he probably will get an opportunity. We'll see what matters most to him and if he feels like it's a good fit. Chris, outstanding work. Uh, unbelievable run. Uh, by Michigan, and it really began with the loss to TCU, uh, the focus on getting back there. Yeah. Well, a focus on winning a third straight Big Ten title, beating Ohio State along the way was part of it, then winning uh, the semifinal game and winning the natty, and they got it, and the trophy will be on its way back to Ann Arbor. Unbelievable celebration, I would think. Are you hearing anything, what they're going to do, or will they do anything connected to the yeah. fans and celebrating back in Ann Arbor? Yeah, it sounds like there will be a parade on Saturday. I don't think it's officially been announced yet. Probably going to be cold and a little bit snowy, from what I understand. Right here in Houston, it's about 60 degrees and sunny. But uh, getting back there, the last parade I went to in 1997, it was about 4 degrees outside, I think. Uh, and that I, there were still a couple hundred thousand people there, I think. So uh, I would expect a great turnout for that. And that tentatively is what they have planned. Is that a parade through uh, downtown Ann Arbor? Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah, it'll be Ann Arbor, and they'll close off the streets. And uh, are they saying a day? Is it like next Monday, probably, or what are they thinking? No, I think I think Saturday is what they said in the, initially. Yeah. So and stay away um, from the businesses we'll, being open. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. we'll find out, but uh, we'll let you know for sure, Bill. Thank you. Parade updates on the hour with Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team. <laughs> and weather, weather and parade. Well, you are. You're covering it all. You're like the Jim Cantori of the Wolverine.com. <laughs> Stay out of trouble tonight. I know you got one more night in Houston, which sounds like the we making do. of Hangover 5, okay? Yeah, that's fine with me. We're going to a cigar bar, and we're going to celebrate uh, well-deserved my crew, the best in the business, as you know. Yeah, good stuff, Chris. Thank you so much. Thanks, Billy. Take care. All right, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line from Houston. Johnny Borton, senior columnist for the Wolverine.com and a teammate of Chris's, will get his thoughts on the championship game. Also, his opinion on Harbaugh, future of McCarthy, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. He co-hosts the Michigan Football Podcast with Ballas at the Wolverine.com within 40 minutes. And our weekly conversation, Talking Hoops, with John Beeline and Josh Garvey from Dorn Mayhew. That's within the hour. And Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, will give us a list of the huge promotions, giveaways, and shows that are coming to Soaring Eagle. And speaking of Soaring Eagle, uh, download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Get in on the action. Follow the Lions through the playoffs. Lions and the Rams on Sunday night. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. 
Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. A Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soarin' Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They got the Ascend Sportsbook, Michigan's live sports betting destination inside Soarin' Eagle. The new food district is getting set to open up. They got Guy Fieri chicken and more great new options for everybody making their way to Soarin' Eagle in Mount Pleasant. We do have our Honolulu Maze and Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Harbaugh and JJ gone, and is this the greatest one-year team in the history of college football? With all the storylines on and off the field, they are in my book. Because they're the most complete team. Yeah, they may not have 13 NFL first-rounders, but they're the most complete team, and I mean coaching and players and offense and defense and what they weathered. So you can answer our questions of the day at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Hey, other banks are closing down, thinking we're just going to do business via the Internet. Mercantile Bank is opening up new locations in Michigan because they're a Michigan-based bank. Let's go talk to Johnny Borden, senior columnist for the Wolverine.com. Get his thoughts on your 2023 National champions, Michigan football. How you doing, JB? Doing great, uh, Bill. Great to be with you, and a good day uh, for all of those wearing maize and blue. Obviously, 
You know, uh, Johnny, through the big games this year, which will really will start with Penn State, will uh, go to at Maryland, Ohio State at home, Iowa in the title game, Alabama at the Rose Bowl, and Washington last night. It was a common theme where it was a complete effort on both sides of the ball. Oh, there's no question about it. There's uh, Michigan came up with the big plays on offense when they needed to. Sometimes it comes out of left field a little bit. Now, I don't know as uh, a lot of people were projecting uh, Donovan Edwards to to rise up and uh, kind of do a mini Ohio State on uh, the Washington Huskies, but he did. And uh, certainly J.J. McCarthy didn't have his best night throwing the football, but he made plays with his feet when it, he really had to to bail that team out from deep in their own territory. And the defense has just been such a constant. How, how overwhelming. It, this is a team that just beats on people and wears them down. And once again, you've got a second half where a team scores three points, period. And a team as explosive as Washington. You know, I, I said uh, Michael Pen- Penix in that second half kind of became Michael Pinata because he was, uh, he was clutching and staggering at the end. He wanted to tap out because he had seen the Michigan defense come at him in waves. And as good as he is, uh, he wasn't going to outpass the Michigan defense. They made him pay a heavy price, both physically and in those interceptions that really helped put Michigan over the top. I did see at CBSSports.com, they already have Michigan as the two seed for the first ever 12-team college football playoff that will start in December of this year. They did say, though, little asterisk on it. Uh, will Harbaugh be there and will J.J. McCarthy return? I, I think if it's the right situation, Harbaugh leaves and he's in the best situation I think he's ever been in as the Michigan head football coach achieved the ultimate goal. Has Santa Ono in his corner and others at Michigan, which he hasn't had a lot of administrative support previously. And he has options, whether he wants to stay or go. So my gut says he had the sound of a guy leaving, but it also could be the sound of a guy who really is content on all levels now as a Michigan head football coach. I don't know quite how to read that. Well, I tell you, that's, those are great points all. And uh, I would say the more people I talk to, the more I get this little feeling that, you know, maybe uh, Jim Harbaugh down deep knows how good he has it and knows and, and really loves these relationships with these players at this level. And uh, who knows? Uh, the money's going to be there, as you said. The administrative support is going to be there. Santa Ono certainly understands what he's got going. Santa Ono is a football fan. In addition to uh, to uh, being the president of the university, he understands what what has happened the last three years, culminating in this year, uh, does in terms of goodwill for uh, the donors to to Michigan for the general feeling that is such a high profile deal. And I get it. There are other things that are so much more important than the medical community and all of that. But uh, it's uh, Santa Ono gets it. And so, therefore, you know, he wants Jim Harbaugh here, period. And uh, I just think that um, J.J. McCarthy, you talk about him, he's a, he's a young man that um, with the right NIL deal, and he already does well there, but uh, he, could, he could very easily stay another year. And in that time, 
go from uh, what seven or eight uh, quarterback in the draft to to number one. Uh, I think they'll if if he's back. I think he'll be more bolstered. I think they'll go out and and uh, build themselves up with their right wide receiving core some more and uh, and make it a more consistent passing attack than it was this year. And with their schedule, uh, their home schedule and away, they really need an experienced quarterback next year, and I think they'll be willing to pay with that new collective for McCarthy. The Wolverine.com team will keep us posted. Johnny B., I got to get to a network break. Thank you so much, Michigan National Champions 2023. Thanks, Bill. That's a great night and a great uh, uh, future for this program, obviously. All right, Johnny Borton, one of the good guys, senior columnist for the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Anthony Broom will check in from Houston. His thoughts on that championship press conference this morning with Harbaugh Corum and the crew Doug Skeen from the Michigan Football Podcast, five-time Big Ten champion, coming up within 15 minutes. Your comments and questions on our Honolulu Maze and Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. J.J. Harbaugh, they're going to stay in as Michigan the greatest single-season college football team ever. 1-866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app today and play. Speaking of play, Michigan outstanding start to finish. Didn't capitalize on some scoring opportunities. Still dominating in the end over Washington. Defense, offensive line, Corum Edwards, spectacular. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joins us from Houston. How you doing, A.B.? Uh, not too bad. A pretty uneventful few days. But, uh, you know, just one more day to gut it out here in old Houston oh, before God. I get yeah, you and, sleep in my own bed. Yeah, you, Safey, and Ballas, 60 degrees, sunny. Michigan wins a national championship. All the parties, media get-togethers go to Kennedy, not Kennedy Space Center, Mission Control, Johnson Space Center in Houston. Yeah, you guys. 
I feel for you. I'm going to start a GoFundMe for you guys to help you get through this, okay? Please do. Uh, and it wasn't as warm down here as I thought it would be, so it's just I can just nitpick so many things. All right. Well, there's not a no, lot. It's been great. Uh, yeah. And outside of the you know scoring chances, they they could have been up. The game could have been over at halftime last night, but it didn't feel like a seven point game. I mentioned Michigan's defensive line, O line, their defense, speed to the ball, and those receivers. Everything I thought they had the advantage on over Washington showed. And then the O line, and just kicking the snot out of Washington's uh, front seven. Just a masterful performance, start to finish. Yeah, it was good to see that the final score eventually reflected how dominant of a game that was for Michigan. I thought what we saw with them at times was, uh, you know, it felt like when they got up big in the first quarter that they probably only needed one more drive throughout the rest of the game to put this thing away, and, and they couldn't quite get it. And to their credit, the, the defense was outstanding. They were incredible. Washington had 13 possessions last night and scored one touchdown. I mean, that is that is something none of us expected to see, even if Michigan did turn in a good defensive performance. So you gotta got to tip your hat to those guys. I thought the offense at times last night played with its food a little bit, didn't quite, um, you know, I think that game plan was sort of designed to, and again, you know, the grading stuff now, and, you know, it's all nitpicks now, right? But I think a lot of the things that they were doing in that second and third quarter were designed to, more or less just kind of run right at Washington and break them. And anyone who's watched Washington this year knows that, you know, regardless of what their defensive numbers look like, it hasn't been a team that's really broke this year. Now they did last night at the end of the game, but um, you know, once Michigan, it seemed like this game flipped, you know, later on in that game, when started to use JJ McCarthy's legs a little bit more, they dialed up a play action pass to a, to Colston Loveland that, um, you know, kind of open the floodgates back up. So again, you know, champions, you, you play 15 games, you're not going to have your fastball every single drive, every single game, but you got to have it when it counts. And when it's counted, this team is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the dust clears in the season, they're 15 and 0, they're the last team left standing and they are national champions and, and they earned that. Um, and I don't think anyone can take that away from them. Anthony Broom, he is from the Wolverine.com in Houston, private jet. Air Ballas set to depart 9.08 a.m. tomorrow. Four crew members, Broom, Safey, and Ballas, enjoying their final night uh, in Houston. Uh, the big question is that nobody knows uh, when they kick off against Fresno State, I think August 31st, heck of a schedule next year, Harbaugh and J.J. there. I mean, that is the million-dollar question, uh, probably a several-million-dollar question. And the thing I keep telling people is that five days from now, Michigan might need a head coach. Five years from now, it might need a new head coach. It's impossible to know. Uh, no man knows the future, as Jim Harbaugh likes to say. Um, but I have to think if, if one of those guys is back, I really do think it might play a part in both of those guys coming back because – you know, with all of these narratives killed now, can't beat Ohio State, can't win on the road, can't win a Big Ten title, can't win a, a bowl game, can't win a, a national title, all of those are dead. The one thing that might be left now is, well, can you come back and do it again? And like, that, that's hard for anyone to do. I mean, for Georgia to do what they did last year is uh, remarkable, and you deserve a lot of credit for that. But if you're able to get J.J. McCarthy back, 
if Jim Harbaugh decides to run it back, because make no mistake about it, there are dominoes that could fall that really do put them in position to be right in this conversation again next year. So a lot to sort out over the next uh, over the next week or so. NFL draft deadline, I believe, is January 15th. So we're going to know a lot about the guys that are back. Obviously, NIL is going to be a consideration as well. Uh, it was a really good weekend from the sound of things in terms of fundraising behind the scenes, outside of the campaign that's already going on with the champion circle. So uh, we'll see what the future holds, but everything is, everything's coming up amazingly right now. Anthony, enjoy that final night uh, down in Houston. You guys deserve it. Have a good time, safe travels back and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Anthony Brune checking in on the roast umber coffee guest line. Hour two, ready to close up. Now, remember if you missed any huge opinion today or any show, uh, any interview, any hour, any full three-hour broadcast, our podcast are free, and we are everywhere. Simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show. Podcasts are free. You can catch up and listen when you want to. Also, speaking of listening, across the state, the 19 stations that carry us via the Michigan Sports Network. You can find them daily at thehugeshow.net. So if you're traveling, going on vacation, or making the move, just go to thehugeshow.net for your local Michigan Sports Network station. Big Bad.